Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Do it a little faster. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the Way, Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, sir. Hi, girl. Hey, girl. To another episode of Around the Way Curls. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> it just made me think that ATL said whenever we argue, we should call around the way quarrels. <laughs> Tell him to shut up. Uh, he doesn't even listen to the podcast, can, and I know he, he doesn't. Does he saying he, he listens, knows us. He watches though. the videos too. He said, "Yeah, y'all should name, y'all should change it to around the way quarrels." <laughs> that killed me the fact that that's one of your best (laughs) friends kills me nobody understands this joke speaking of which through this person it's come to my attention that friends sometimes send their friends well something happened a conversation with this person but then i saw a meme and it made me realize that some people be sending their friends. Like if I may have sent you a sex tape of me, right? Like Excuse I, me? some friends are sending their best friends or their friends sex, them having sex with other people. No. And I know. Yeah. I, now it gets really problematic because men may be doing this right. Unbeknownst <gasps> to the women, but. Let me just, that's the fucked up But part. how many dick pics have the women shared? So let's talk about this, okay? Girl, I be honest. Sent a, I haven't sent y'all dick pics. Have I sent y'all dick pics? No, I, I might have told you I got yes, one. Yes, you've but sent I never me a sent. dick before. You have sent me a dick pic before. <laughs> Why would you say that? What air? Did I? Who? Text you ju- me. Nigga, you just Was said- that years ago? It was years ago, but yeah, yeah I've seen okay. a dick pic from you. I've, I've evolved. Okay. Who's? 
Maybe you haven't, but yes, you have. I don't yes, think, yes, I think you, you made have. that up. Nope. Text it to me. Text I'm not going to do that in this very moment. Text me, please. I need to know. <laughs> in this moment. But if all parties were consenting, right? If you're like, yeah, I had, a, I took a sex tape, made a sex tape, me having sex with somebody. And then I was like, internet, I'm about, can I, I'm about to show it to you. Like, if you just, what? Would it, you want? If, is that like a thing? If all parties, okay. First of all, is if this you had a, thing? a question, it's not a thing. If for I was me, just I've like, never... girl, look at my new ride. Like I've been practicing this move. Watch. Oh, I would absolutely watch it. I'd be like, go, girl. I would not me? want to see that. I'd be like, I would girl, absolutely watch it. Are y'all doing that out there? Is, I, that's well, my question will... to the. That's what collective. brought Mandy and I together. Excuse me. That's what brought Mandy and I together. I will never forget Ex- sitting down next to her and she showed me her her doing something to someone. And I was like, oh, okay. Because cause Jade was like, that's, that's Peg the Stallion. I was like, what does that mean? I didn't know what that meant or who she was. But she was like, oh, you want to see? And I proceeded to be horrified. <laughs> that's wild. If Y'all you, wild out here. If you needed to show me something to be like i want you to or help I was just like look at this guy look what he did girl here watch what if ha- he was what happened now, last that, night girl this is what that i probably might less be less interested in also i don't ever think let me tell y'all something if somebody is doing me right and i have video of it i don't need to share that with my friends i trust y'all i love y'all but like mm-mm that's I would never. not for you. I would really never. That's not. Yeah, I like want to that's see not yours for you. Either. I really wouldn't. Ha, I as someone I'm who taken has aback seen... by the pics as well, the men's dick pics. I'm like, why are you showing me that you the man's? I have. What you're not going to do is create a narrative that I've sent you a bunch of dick you pics. You haven't. I'm I don't think that I have even you... ever sent you one. <clears throat> I think you might have made that up. I might have. I but all right. But what I'm thinking in my head is that I've seen myself have sex and it's horrible looking. <laughs> it's like this is ugly. <laughs> this this don't look the way it, be it feels. <laughs> I I be seeing one, the sun, the moon, <laughs> the mountains, and then it I'm sounds red like red as a tomato. <laughs> number one, sweating like a hog. My hair is half straight, half curly. I got makeup running down my face because you know I ain't take my makeup off yet. It just looks a mess. It looks a mess. And I'm like, y'all think this is sexy? Cause it looks like a bomb went off. <laughs> but hey, when you when you're in it, you're in it. I don't know. But I'll never forget. I filmed myself once and we were like, oh, we're gonna watch it back. And it was like that episode of Friends. Do you were I think <laughs> no. it wasn't it Any Rachel film? No, no. I couldn't reference in my a life depended oh, okay. on it. I would not be able to tell you. Anything there was about an episode show. of Friends where I think Rachel filmed herself, and they were like, "Turn it off, turn it <laughs> off," because it was just it, it really. And I thought, I thought, and you know, you know, you're filming it, so you're like trying to be more sexy <laughs> and like more performative. And I was like, "What the fuck, yo? If this is what it's giving when I'm trying, Shout imagine the porn stars. They do, they Bro. giving it. They doing it now." Nah. Mm. They're not even doing it. That's weird. That's the the real shit. Okay. Give me the amateur any day. Except they're not getting paid for it. It's tricky. <laughs> to completely change. <laughs> Please. Chords here. 
I know we talk about her all the time. Renee, she said, yo, first of all, keep my name out y'all mouth. All right, enough <laughs> is enough. Get off of mine. Anyway, shout out to Renee Blewett. She is hosting organized envisioning spearheading the she did that holiday bazaar it's happening december 3rd with nearly 50 black women-owned businesses the sable collected will be included this is the biggest holiday event that i've ever participated with with renee so this is a big deal there are at least Three or four businesses that participated on Bet on Black that will be there. So it's going to be like a little reunion. So I'm super hyped for all those businesses. Some folks are traveling all the way from Chicago to come. So, yo, it's going to be at Shell's Loft in Fort Greene, Brooklyn on December 3rd from 12 to 6 p.m. I don't think you guys want to miss this. It's a really great time. I recommend you get dressed up, look cute with your friends, get a little something to eat, have some drinks. They'll probably be dressed there. I hope you are. Okay, yeah. Come through. I have to get dressed up? Yes. It's an event. I think this is going to be an event, y'all. What? It's not a sweatpants type of thing. It's like, let me put on my makeup. Let me put on my little outfit. I didn't say I was going to wear sweatpants. You know what? The shade that you're I'm not giving. You didn't wear sweatpants last year. I'm I'm encouraging people to. I ain't oh, talking okay. about you. First of all, <laughs> sorry. It's not about me. <laughs> not about main you. character energy. Girl, sorry. Um, I think it. I think it's gonna be a big one. I think it's gonna be great. I'm super excited. She done had a billboard on. What's it I called? Saw- What's Times that called? Times Square. And she had an event. I'm mad I didn't go. T-Mobile event exclusives. The girls big First time. Of all, Samsung. Don't do oh. that. Don't mess up the sponsors. I apologize. <laughs> That's why you here. <laughs> Sorry, Renee. She said, "Girl, you got she one." She was like, "AT and T and T-Mobile." <laughs> Shut the fuck up, yo. Boost Mobile. <laughs> Cricket. Ow, <laughs> mint. What's the mint joint with Ryan Reynolds? Government uh, cable. <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry, Renee. Samsung. Anyway, get <laughs> your tickets on Eventbrite. All you have to search is "She Did That Holiday Bazaar." Can you send me the link? I will. Also, we make should sure put you it put in the, the bio. link in the description. But come yeah. through. Come see Sable. Come see Internet. I might make her work. Maybe I will have to work. I was good last year. I would like to work. My hope for us is that we can mix and mingle and talk to people and we don't don't have to work. I really enjoyed working. I I felt that I learned the POS POS system quickly. I felt that I was a good saleswoman. I came up with fun games at the table. Smell this. Do this. Okay. Well, maybe you will. Maybe Antoinette will be working. I think I will. Come say hi to the kid. To the porcelain princess. Um, and that's my updates. What up? Okay. Um, I don't really have updates. I am proud of myself, but also fighting uh, fighting shame. I this weekend, baby, I did that boot camp class that that I threw up in. I did Ooh. it twice. I did it once on Saturday, got my ass up Sunday morning and yes. went. Took the day off on Monday. Yes. Tuesday was at hot yoga. Yesterday was at Pilates. Today I'm recording and tomorrow we are back to hot yoga and we're going into boot camp the next two days. Girl. But I ate like a horse. <laughs> 
and not all the best food. There were some good meals that were, I didn't eat like a horse. There were, it was really the quality of food, the snacking. And there's a snack, there's a snack section at my job that I just have to tell people, if you see me walk over here, just slap the shit out of me. Oh. Just say no, no. It's so kind hard of for me they? to, oh God, they've got the, what are the, the cookies? The real mm-hmm. crispy. I don't even like crispy cookies, but I fuck with these gluten free crispy cookies. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They're real buttery and In they're the green bag. Yup. 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 She got I don't an know amazing what they business too. <sighs> Them mm-hmm. Jones be taking me out. They have candy everywhere. They have these pop chips, white cheddar pot chips. Tell them, and I first just be of like, all, you're killing us. You're killing girl. me emotionally with this job that I'm in prison to. And then you want to kill me. Physically? I, I know. It's so bad. Where so I'm like, at? okay, but here I go. I'm not going to get myself down. I'm like, okay, you are back in the swing of the workouts and of you prioritizing that and making time for it and saying no at the end of the day at work, saying no to friends. I, I'm I'm doing well in like, you know, no, I'm not going to go out to dinner I, or I'll come hang out with y'all maybe or no, I can't hang out because I, I'm going to my workout class. You can come to that. Good. But I have to get the the snacking together. And that's a whole other psychological, emotional thing. This like comfort is it is it, deeply rooted and I know it. So I'm trying not to beat myself up, but I I also ate cookie dough as well. Why oh. was I eating cookie dough? Girl, what, like, why are you even talking about this? Go back to you working out and doing well. And that's what you're going to do. No, I'm going to, because I know that other people do this. I know that there are people who work out, they do well, and then they get so down after, because the diet is the most important part. The health factor is the most important part. So it's like, I see you. I am you. Mm-hmm. If I figure out some shit on how to curb this, I I will definitely- Work give you the information but today i did better today i was good good work by you but on it's, all the fronts. it's a fight um that's my update i don't i don't need to update nobody on nothing else mind your business i just saw what i wrote and i'm annoyed with myself like anyway voicemails yeah somebody was like that makes me think of beavis and butthead on it's twitter i was like beavis it's wayne's world me. baby all right this first voicemail is a treat. Hey, how you doing? This is Jeffrey from Atlanta. I'm not calling about a particular episode. I'm just calling to see if I can shot Shanti's love for me to, it's open to me for shooting my shot. Because if she's open, I will gladly DM, DM her and, you know, shoot my shot. Damn, not me getting a... He called back. <laughs> he called back. He oh. called once and then he called back. And I, and I aired both of he them. in so. Atlanta? You know, I'm trying mm-hmm. to move to Atlanta like all the girls do. Justin, you're probably not a patron, but she's rubbing her chest while she's oh saying my this God. and leaned in forward. She's giving her single Shanti vibes. This like very <laughs> flirtatious. <laughs> Don't worry, though. Give me on clap is coming. <laughs> um, Can he slide in the DM or not, girl? Justin, slide. I give you permission. Justin, you got to make that call on your own, dog. Like. I think I already answered that for you. Oh. I think I already did. So ain't you are fine you? with it? Yeah. Ain't nothing stopping you. Okay. Well, I don't hey, know if Justin. you see how damn, damn, you my face is, but I'm very excited about it. 
I am. Can you see? Like, I love it. He's from Atlanta. We don't know if he's from there. Oh, Is boy, he, he from did. there or does he live there? Show me around. You know, I'm trying I'm trying to move there. Respectively. Outside of Atlanta. Right. Y'all supposed to drive to Savannah. Right. Justin, stop your we game to, up. What we about the to go fuck, to, Justin? We're supposed to, we're supposed to drive to Savannah. <laughs> and eat at that black-owned restaurant. What's that black? Oh, my God. What's it called? Everybody's screaming. <laughs> That's what black owned restaurant. The it's, one that the dude just did a... Um, it was on Chef's Table. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. It's busting, You need busting. your glasses. You can't I see. I know. You see, I can't see a goddamn thing. <laughs> All right. I'm next voicemail. Can you write the voicemail times? It's too hard for me to do open things. Mm-hmm. Ready, set, go. Hey, it's Max. So I'm going to sum this whole thing up. <laughs> I now realize that leaving a three-minute voicemail is difficult, so shout out to everybody <laughs> who has done it. Um, so basically, to sum all of that up, uh, you know, compartmentalizing and taking politics out of the equation when you're dating. I used to think it was possible, and I think that was back when things were like, I guess, not as dire, but now everything is so polarizing. So. We literally have to go into dates like, are you progressive, Democrat, or Republican? Are you for women's rights? Are you for the liberation of Palestinian people? And it's like, this is all very dark and heavy stuff to get into at the beginning. And I'm someone, Shanti, who likes a good Dave and Buster's date (laughs) in the beginning, keeping light, flirty, fun, you're going to be a little competitive, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, it's like recently, I think, with the climate and, and how things have been, I'm just not sure anymore. Because, um, like, getting into the situation and then later, you know, going, realizing it's just not going to work. But um, shout out to you guys. You have been doing your thing. These episodes as of late, I mean, they're always great, but lately, Unhinged Shanti <laughs> is, yeah, is like my favorite Shanti. Uh, so keep doing your thing. I'm a fan. I'm about to go leave another review um, on a few platforms right now. Um, and I wish you guys nothing but continued success. Oh, thanks, Max. So Max had called. He called and then he called back to summarize because he got cut off. But basically, he was dating this person and then he found out that the person and him didn't have the same political beliefs. But it was tricky because it was hot and heavy and he was feeling the person, mm-hmm. but the person just, they weren't aligned. Mm. It, it it got tricky because then somebody else came in the picture what? and he was getting flowed out, flewed out. It was a whole thing. What? I, I couldn't keep up. Best, I was like, we Max. missed the best email. <laughs> That's the one we should have listened to. It's not an email. No, oh, voice, voicemail. Voicemails. <laughs> voice Girl, I don't know. Could You could not date somebody that was like, fuck Palestine. Stop it. Nope. No. Okay. Yes. I have sex with somebody that had that. Mm, nope. Yeah. So, But some people are capable of compartmentalizing. Some people are like, I'm. this is strictly a sexual relationship. I have no... Emotional no, investment. In, dating. D- dating. Oh, dating. Dating is one thing. But if you just like, yo, we just, I don't want to, you don't open, ah, don't open your mouth. Shh. 
This is what we do. Dating. That's a different We story. talk about dating. Max, you are, could, can you just keep him out as a friend? No. I can't have sex with somebody who some people would can. say fuck Palestine. Some people can. People can you can't get accidentally pregnant by somebody who feels that I way. Don't, I, that's, that ain't that's where my, my head goes. Thing, but some people can really compartmentalize in that way. They really were just like, they ain't got nothing to do with Well, girl, this is a podcast. I'm talking about you. I can't talk about some people. Okay. Okay. I don't have any interest in that. We're aligned. Yeah. All right. Last voicemail. Hey, Shanti. Hey, Internet. First off, I want to thank you, Internet, for your rundown on the things happening overseas with Israel as well as Palestine. You gave me more information than any school, parent, news, anything like ever has. You truly gave me like everything i know right now is because of you i am 27 years old and i've just always had this narrative or i grew up with this narrative of like this war overseas because throughout my life it's just kind of always been tensions overseas for oil or whatever other resources i've known america is like on the bad side for most of it so you gave me education i literally did not have before and when it comes to voting right now when you talk about, like, the excitement and feeling activated, I feel defeated. I feel depressed about it. I do feel like, you know what, like, I, I have the effort mindset, and I feel like when I do vote, I'm voting on the defense. I'm voting on the, like, the the true, like, okay, let's just not have Trump in office because he's going to F stuff up, but I don't believe Biden is making things any better. And, I mean, you just ran down all these great, wonderful things he did. But for the most part, if any of it impacted me, it was indirectly. I'm not saying Trump was doing anything better or anybody else. You know, I'm just saying it was indirect. So I think that takes away from, like, the motivation or the his likeness uh, that people might have. So, yeah, that's just very tricky because, like I said, I feel like I'm voting on the defense to keep somebody else out of office, not like I'm happy to put somebody in office. I will always vote. I, I truly don't, though, don't care if people do vote or not. I'm not one to be like, get out and vote because, you know, it's that meme of the fire and the little creature sitting at the table saying everything is fine. And that's me when it comes to politics here. I live in Atlanta, so it's like a blue city and a red state and things are tricky. Um, and yeah, I mean, we have people who are Democrats in office, mayor's office, and it's like, they do crazy stuff too. So it's like, who, you know, you feel like you vote how you're supposed to, but you still get the same results. And that sucks. That's all though. Thank you guys. Oh God. It breaks my heart to hear that somebody in Atlanta doesn't want to vote. I guess I gotta be honest. Oh so necessary there i i get it though i'm torn too child i don't don't know what else we could say on this yeah samesies i don't know we gotta think about the ancestors all they did to to get us these rights though that's what tears me up i'm like nah people lost their lives so we could vote it's gonna it's got it's gonna be slow progression, I hope. Thank you for your call. 
And I caution, I do thank and thank you for, there's a lot of people that like dap me up and, and showed a lot of love for that um, episode. And I realized like that we should do more episodes like that. It just takes a lot and we have to do one on the Congo. There's so many other things. There's so many other things happening. going to continue to try to do our best to like have these kind of basic bitch breakdowns. But I do want to caution people like, please don't let around the way curls or like politics as usual be the only source. I get it if it is because life be life and people are busy and also people have capacity for only but so much. But I'm biased. <laughs> My views are skewed. I'm not the most well-researched person in the world. Shanti is not the most well-researched person in the world. And so what the goal is, is for this to be a launching pad for folks to go out and do their own research and have their own understanding. Not this. So, all right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, as we said last week, we're going to be joined by a very special guest. Some of you patrons know him. Because he was on the last town hall we did. Oh, yeah, he was. Mm -hmm. Talking his shit. Doing his thing. We're going to be back with Leo. Leo to God. After these messages. You want to sing, Sheila? After these messages, we'll be right back. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And we are back. Hello. We are here joined with a special guest. And if you are part of our Patreon community, then you might be familiar with this guest as he joined us on our last Around the Way kickback slash town hall. We are joined by Mr. Leo McCaffrey. Okay, and government. he was a fan favorite. I know. I was like, well, he put it there. So I was like, I guess I could say the last name. Usually I Junior. don't. Junior. Hold on, hold on. It's pronounced McAfee. I'm sorry. Say it again. McAfee. That's what What'd it I say. say? You said McAfee. <laughs> That's you, you, I put mean. R, you put an R. I put an R in there. Well, we like all it. know that, let's not be ableist. <laughs> we know that I have a problem with my eyes. And all so, right. no, I apologize. All right. McAfee. Say it again. <laughs> McAfee, like McAfee, the I get it. I just needed there to be like an A in between that MC. I'm embarrassing That's myself. Fine. But anyway. <laughs> Them Here Irish we folks are. gonna make the names how they want. It's fine. No. Here we are. We are joined by Leo. And Leo has been a staple of the Around the Way Curl community in the past couple of months. You're you're you remind me of a, a older a staple man that we had, Ben. Shout out, where the fuck did Ben go? He is not like Ben, first of all. <laughs> no, he's not like Ben at all. <laughs> but you, it was like Ben was here and Ben was holding it down for a while and then he dipped out somewhere and then in came Leo and Leo was like, hey ladies, all the time. Hey ladies, have you considered this? Hey ladies. True. Have you considered X? And I'm like, oh no, or maybe. But Leo, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, 
tell us who you are. We're going to get into a conversation um, around manhood, masculinity, not a conversation that is going to be battle of the sexes. We just want to talk. We want to understand each other better. And um, you feel like somebody that is equipped to have said conversation. So who are you, friend? How the hell do you know us? <laughs> yeah, so my name is Leo McAfee Jr. Uh, I am a man from South Texas, uh, close to Houston, be exact. I'm a country boy, grew up basically on the water every weekend. Uh, but what I did gr also grow up with is love and community and family and a healthy, very healthy version of masculinity that just seems natural to me, but not so natural to a lot of people, which I guess is fortunate and fortunate. And fortunate and unfortunate for myself. So about so about three years ago, my dad passed of a heart attack. Hmm. And ever since then, um, well, I would say immediately after I had to redefine who I was as a man, as a human being, because I came intimately close to death because um, my father is no longer here. So I did a deep, deep dissection of who I am, why I am the way I am, how that, how I interact with people, how I just walk through the world and come to find out I'm doing pretty good because of my upbringing, because of my conditioning, what it says. I'm not perfect by any means and neither is my mother or my father, but I think they gave me a very good foundation to exist. And ever since then, I've tried to try my best to try to help people and help them recognize that, hey, there's a there's healthy people that exist and also there's a healthier way to exist and we can all tap into it. We just have to have to think about it a little bit and try a little bit. Mm. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry to hear about your father. Yes, ma'am. It's, it's a part of life. We all got to go someday. Ugh. Um, how did you, how did you stumble upon around the way curls and Shanti and myself? So it's kind of an interesting uh, story about that. So um, I used to listen to um, Joe Budden podcast a lot, but not as much anymore. Um, but while I was listening to his podcast, I saw there was a new um, podcast on his network. So uh. that would see the thing is. And then I heard Antoinette speak on it. Antoinette, I heard you speak. And I said to myself, oh, my God. This woman, she's talking about feminism and giving men grace and treating men like human beings. Who is this woman? I have to hear more about what she's saying. Because from my perspective, outside of my mom and my aunties and, well, aunts, I don't know how y'all say it. No. What did you, you say? My but aunties? My aunties. That's aunties? what we say. That's so cute. Yeah, okay. That's what we say in the South. <laughs> um, other than them and the women close to me in my circle, I really don't have that. Um, I really don't see a lot of men given grace and love and compassion for when we mess up, when we're not perfect, when we don't adhere to patriarchal standards. So when I heard you, I said, no, nah, I got to I got to see what else you talking about. Does she have a podcast? So you you plugged your podcast and then I saw, I've been a listener ever since. Oh, wow. So you've been around for a little while. Mm -hmm. oh, I think wow. it was like the second time you were on there. Oh, yeah. So you've been around for a minute. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't feel I didn't feel like it was my time to say anything for a while okay. until y'all just kept talking and I was like, oh man, I got <laughs> I got to join in on this conversation. Y'all kept talking. I would shut up. Um. All right. So then, <laughs> with that said, 
I think it's, I guess, do you, can you understand why? Because, because while I try to give a lot of men grace and humanize them, can you understand, I understand why some women don't have that space. Um, I, I feel like a lot of women have been harmed deeply by men. And this is on the heels. This is, we're recording this November 16th and all of the stuff just came out about Cassie and Diddy and, and it's a lot. And you're like, God damn, bro. God damn. And, and, and so often I feel like women are, are exploited at very young ages by men that they don't have even their relationship with their fathers, their uncles, their grandfathers are not always the strongest. And so there's this, to me, this deep disappointment and hurt and pain that is completely um, reasonable, I feel. And I think the work for me is in, one, I'm lucky that I had a great father growing up. Um, and so I, maybe I'm able to humanize folks more because of my relationship with my dad and how deeply flawed he is, but how much he loves me. And I could see, see that, but I can understand what other people don't, they don't have that capacity. So I'm curious, you know, as a, as a man, do you, un- can you understand that? Yes. And intimately so, cause I've been harmed by men myself mm, and it's not necessarily it. men men um as a group of people is patriarchy the system that harms us all in this way is patriarchy and i like to talk towards the system and not so much towards a group of people because once you do once you demonize a group of people it's kind of hard to exist with them because it's the the other theory it's the well they must all be bad people like i've seen right. so much media ever since social media really blew up about, oh, men are just terrible people. You can't trust them. But I look internally and say, well, that can't be true. I'm a man and I'm very trustworthy. And I don't take it as personal, but I like to think, well, one, there's a reason why these narratives are set out the way they are, because there's, tr- there's truth to them. But also, my my that's not my reality. So I think, and I think y'all mentioned it on on today's episode that came out about just understanding the root of things. Mm-hmm. Well, why does why does that man behave this way? How how has patriarchy and sexism and all these other isms affected this man and led to the person I'm dealing with right now? Because like with the Jadena thing, he may have been doing all those things, what and things? not not. All the all his negative behaviors towards women, and not even been aware of how how he was affecting them, mm-hmm. because he may have been raised in an environment. I don't know him, but he may have been raised in an environment where it was okay to be selfish and not think about the the well being of women and how they were going to feel after he after he engaged with them. Mm. So, but uh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. But back to just understanding it, yes. Like I've read six or seven Bell Hooks books at this point, not just the ones where she's talking about men, also the ones where she's talking to y'all, like the women. It's it's just an understanding of 
those father wounds, those mother wounds, just those wounds that we have from our childhood that that are unresolved. Because if if you think about it, we're all just kids that never that all that kept growing up. We never stopped growing. And there's so much unre- there's so many unresolved issues that a lot of us have that it just comes out in different ways as as adults. It may be self-deprecating speech, it may be um lack of love for ourselves or unconscious promiscuity some people have like it's there's so so many new there's it's just a very nuanced conversation mm-hmm. and it depends on the person yeah shanti do you do you want me to keep going mm-hmm. no okay so i'm curious to know you said how how like i i agree with everything you said i think putting that into practice is harder for folks like putting into practice, not you talked about talking about a system or systems, right. Instead of a group of people. Um, and then, you know, there's all kinds of intersections there because a lot of this stuff is very specific to cis hetero men, black men within our community, black and brown men. Um, and so like, if you're speaking to a woman who is having a hard time at identifying and and speaking to that system and keeping that system in mind that it's like at play what how does that how do you guide her to to start to think that way to not box a group of people up in in one kind of thought so first thing, she has to be receptive. That's off top. Because I can sit here and talk and waste my breath all day, but if baby not receptive, what are we doing? I'm not going to waste my time. Um, the, what I have to do then is understand who I'm really talking to. So how I like to engage with people is just listen. I'll listen to someone talk for hours and hours before I even really engage with them on the intimately on the intimate level. because. I need to know who who this person is so I know how to carefully um, engage with them. Because what I don't want to do is unintentionally harm somebody, which it's inevitable. We all do. Like we unintentionally hurt people all the time. But I engage with her to to, to understand why her perspective is the way it is and really let her feel safe and comfortable enough to do so. Then I'll start asking questions like, um, like one of the women I've dealt with in the past, she was very much harmed and had never experienced a man like myself before. And when she engaged with me, she there was always an issue with the way I was soft or gentle in conversation. And I wasn't trying to be aggressive or uh, mansplain things or things like that. And she reacted in a, in a less favorable way. <laughs> I'll say that. But the conversations just always led back to to being rooted in love. And I had to tell her multiple times in conversation, hey, don't forget that it's me and you in this room. I love you. Don't forget that. And let's mm-hmm. let's breathe for a second. And then I hold I would hold her hand and then we would breathe and then we would continue the conversation. And Was if it's she someone that, to that Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she personally had issues that re- revolved around um physical safety with men mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not a small man so mm-hmm. 
sometimes I would be standing up talking and she would get, she would have a negative reaction to that. Oh, it's such a visceral reaction. Mm. Um, but that came from things in her past, which didn't have anything to do with me. But before we get out of hand, I would say, okay, let me sit down. Let me look you in the face. Put my hand on your on your thigh, on your leg, on your shoulder. Hold my hand, whatever, so you can know that I love you. And I told her that we had those conversations and moved forward. And it usually works better that way. So, Leo, I'm listening to you, and I'm curious to know, like, do you know that 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 is not the norm? That that, that what you're describing is not what most women, I would say, experience. I am painfully aware, Antoinette. So then, go ahead, Shanti. Come on. Oh, no, I, I, go ahead. What is, so then what is, because I, I what I don't want to do is turn this into how, you know, what can women do to help men be better men? Um, mm-hmm. We can get into how we can be better partners to you, better whatever to you, better friends. But what, what needs to happen in order for that to shift? The fact that the, that your approach is like, hey, I am observing you. I see what your needs are and I'm going to do my best to meet your needs and to make you feel safe. And I have to be self-aware in order to do that. That's not a woman's work in my mind. Mm-hmm. That's That can't be. So What's the solve? How do we get there? How how do we encourage men to get there? We being men, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So as I've mentioned um, in my voicemails, I do have a men's book club. Um, it's now the men's meetup for the fall. Um, and in those conversations, we discuss how to be better men, not just for ourselves, but for our community. And there's gay men, trans men, um, bisexual men, men from all over the spectrum Mm -hmm. in that group. And patriarchy is patriarchy. If you are a male presenting person or you have a penis, you will be treated and acknowledged a certain way in most Mm -hmm. environments. And you're conditioned a certain way also. Because don't don't think patriarchy don't exist in in the LGBTQIA plus community, because it does. Right. Um, But what we can do is is encouragement to read, encouragement to have these conversations with themselves, have these conversations with their lovers, with their mothers, with their fathers, with everyone, and really dive deep into that condi- their conditioning. Because that's what that's what I did before I even got in a relationship or started having sex with people. I was like, you know, I was I was raised in church, and they told us to move with love and move with faith and try to be as much like God as possible. So, but, and God loves everyone. God listens to us all. So why not do the same? And I try to instill that into everyone I come into contact with. I try to instill, treat the other person like you treat yourself. And if you don't treat yourself well, then there's an issue that you should look into and try to resolve. So that that's my encouragement to men all the time. And just people, but you asked a question about men. But just understand the why behind who you, the why behind you, who you are, the why behind your actions and read the room, bro. Like pay attention to. What if there's not a willingness though? What if there's not a willingness for folks to go to your group? 
Like for someone to Mm -hmm. go to your group and say, I want to go to the, what is it called? Say it again. I want to say, call it the right thing. Uh, Men's book club. (laughs) Men's book club. Men's meetup. Okay. It's basic. It's amazing. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) We working though. We working though. Yeah, I heard you doing the work, baby. (laughs) Okay. Um, for, 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 for someone to look at that and say, I'm going to go to this men's meetup. They've already done some sort of work, something in my opinion, something has happened where they, where they feel encouraged to go. Right. How do we get there? Because, because there's like an outreach that needs to happen. I feel because there is this block. There is this thing where like a lot of men that I meet, even I have such beautiful men in my life. But most of them are not going to a men's book club, a men's meetup Mm -hmm. to go do any kind of self-work. If they're doing self-work, they're doing it quietly, maybe with a therapist or they're thinking about it or they're listening to Joe Budden for life skills, which is a whole other issue. No, sir. Absolutely. (laughs) It's a whole other issue. That is purely entertainment like (laughs) most podcasts are. Um, if, if, If someone's not willing to come to one of these groups, I just suggest finding those men in your life, those male figures that that are inspirational to you, that you can ask questions, that you can run things by. Like for me, my, my entire upbringing, I was blessed to have my dad, my uncles, um, men in church, deacons in church. That is still in my life now, that whenever I get married, they'll be at the wedding. Like mm-hmm. every time I go home, those, deacon, those same deacons, they come kiss me on the forehead, say, son, I love you. Don't forget that. And even it, even when I was growing up, they would take us on fishing trips and sit with us and talk to us and tell us about life, tell us what it is to be a black man and how we have to move, how to move with love, how to take care of your family. So, so what I'm hearing if, is it's I'm sorry, what I'm hearing is that it's rooted in some sort of like. What is the word? Why am I high? What is it? Some sort of um, mentorship. Yeah, like. But so, again, in order to seek out mentorship, you have mm-hmm. to have done some sort of work or reached a point where you're, you have a will to change, no pun intended. But if, if you, my thing is what I want to see in all of us is an activation of if I see someone making decisions, falling to the, making decisions that are harmful for both themselves and for the people around them that are that, that that somebody taps them that there is some sort of loving reach back of mentorship of guidance of something and i feel like i don't see that as much i kind of feel like i'm out here flailing a little bit where mm-hmm. i would love to have somebody who's like yo let me let me tap into you let me talk to you let me help guide you on like this on just life not on people will do it with work. They'll help you write a resume. They'll help you get a job. They'll show you how to show you how to shoot the ball, get the ball in the fucking basket. Everybody will be a coach. But when it comes to emotional well-being and life skills, I don't feel like that mentorship is as is as much in the forefront. And I think now more than ever, like it's necessary and needed. Yeah, it is. And no, no disrespect to you, but I have a different perspective on that. Okay. Um, there is an awful lot of male mentorship. It just looks a little different okay. because of how we're conditioned. There's 
there's different ways to go about mentoring a man. So for a lot of men, it's sports, right? You can, a lot of men get mentorship through coaching, through, um, through um, exercise, physical exercise. Like for example, I go to a gym, a CrossFit gym here in, here in the city and I get mentorship there every time I go because mm-hmm. the head coach, he's a wise older man that has kids, has grandkids and he pours into us. And I can go, I can call him right now and he'll pick up and we'll chat for hours and I'll pick up so much game from him. Mm-hmm. But again, I think all of, all of what you say, you're saying are very valid points, but at the end of the day, you're going to like the individual man himself is going to have to seek those things out mm-hmm. because it's not like good men don't exist. It's not like healthy men don't exist. We're here. We just don't get a lot of, um, publicity for all the reasons that that is that's intentional by the way right we're not finna get into no hotep stuff but i got a little bag i'll be getting hoteppy but but it's that is by design that men like me men like my father and all them you know they exist Mm -hmm. but they're not the ones that are gonna hit the blogs or we're gonna hear about like even like on conventional podcasts and stuff like y'all's version of um y'all's current topics i forgot what y'all's segment is called but how, think about it. How many times do you actually hear about, hey, Deion Sanders is doing this wonderful thing for, he's setting a wonderful example for all black men across the country to be a good dad and be a good person. Have, how many times have y'all heard that? How many times have you heard, hey, this man, um, his wife died and he took care of his four kids by himself with the help of community and all of his kids went to college. That happens so often but we don't talk about it as much, mm-hmm. but I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Leo, what was your um, parents' relationship like? Would you consider them to have a traditional dynamics, traditional roles in their marriage? Was your father, was your mother a stay-at-home mom? Did your dad work? Did they fit this traditional blueprint for what a woman's supposed to do and what a man's supposed to do? Uh, I'm smiling because my mother is my mother is bell hooks if she did not go to an institution because I, as I was reading through bell hooks I was like is my mom talking to me did, did my mom write this um, so but that's that explains what I'm going into so she um, they didn't have necessarily traditional um, roles in the relationship. From from what I've been told, they got together because my mom was uh, she was on her own, doing her own thing, getting her own money. My dad was doing the same thing, and they were in their thirties, well, late twenties. They had me at when they were thirty, so they got together, understood. Okay, I'm gonna do these things because I'm good at them. You're gonna do those things because you're good at them, and we're gonna teach each other and learn from each other. There wasn't necessarily any roles that that were placed on them because they were, they were raised like country, Southern Baptist church. Yes. All the stereotypes you could think of, but they, they just got together and figured it out. And that led to me having the mentality that I have because anytime I engage with someone, I think about, well, my mother and father had a beautiful relationship. Let me, let me try to recreate the same. And the only way I'm going to do that is understanding myself and how how I what I'm good at, what I'm not good at, what I can work on, what I can 
receive from someone because that's what they did. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, um, I'm not mad at the traditional roles. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. we, we talk about feminism, we talk about equality in relationships, and it's kind of like we throw the baby out with the bathwater in a way of like, you know, something's f- there's some type of inequality if the man's the breadwinner and the woman stays home or there's some type of progress if the man stays home and the woman is the main breadwinner. And even in my own um, conversations I have with my mom, who lived a very alternative, hippie, free love life and due to the heartache and the life choices that that she experienced, now she's very much like, in order to avoid all of that, you get married, you don't have children out of wedlock, the man is the head of the household, and you know, the woman um, takes care of the, the, the kids. And so we often go back and forth around the absurdity of that, but also, I I can't I can't disregard or I can't even deny some of the traditional norms that feel very um, that I still want that I think is are dope when it happens when I think about um, when I see families you know the the typical um, nuclear family I don't necessarily scoff at it or think that there's some type of like fucked up dynamic there so I'm just curious as to what yes you yes you're listening to bell hooks you're probably hearing about all the ways in which folks can be in relationship and love and there be equality and there be you know deep regard but what do you feel and what is your desire for like a traditional nuclear family do you think that do you think that is the antithesis actually of all of those things and it upholds patriarchy and it automatically causes inequality in the roles or do you think um not that is something to to strive for and to uh, it can be achieved as long as the dynamic of the relationship is healthy I think a lot of those things are are secondary honestly, in a relationship, Mm -hmm. like those roles, who does what, who's supposed to make all the money and do all that. I think what the foundation has to be is what God do you serve? And I don't mean some white man on the cloud riding around with a thunderbolt. I mean, Mm. the God of discipline, the God of love, the the God of accountability, like all love is all those things. Mm -hmm. God is all those things. Those words are interchangeable. So if we serve the same God, we, we can just figure things out at that point. Because again, that's what my parents did. They served the same God. And that let, well, I'll go to me now. Any successful situation I've had has been because we were emotionally on the same, emotionally on the same page and foundationally on the same page. Now, your question about does it adhere to patriarchy? I don't know, because after reading a lot and talking to a lot of people, I don't know if everything is just, patriarchy because some things just make sense Mm -hmm. and some things are (laughs) biological too because we got to make some separation y'all because (laughs) i am i am who i am i'm strong i i can 
do yard work, which I enjoy. I fix things. I'm I'm handy. Um, I do math for a living. I like reading. Like all those things. You say I'm, you do I'm math for a reading for a living? What'd you say? I'm, an yeah, I'm an, I'm an engineer. Child does math for a living. Hmm. <laughs> and yeah, like <laughs> the shade. What? No, what shade is that? That's not shade at all. That's she amazing. Not shading. Oh, That's no. not shade. oh, okay. Why okay. would I shade that? I misread that. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Said. Wait. <laughs> but yeah, there's just things I'm naturally going to do. And it mm. feels right for me to do. So you pumping the gas. Yeah, I pump gas. <laughs> Taking out the trash. I clean. You're doing the yard Take work. Taking out the trash. I cook. I, yeah, I you look like you cook. Work, like, you look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> relax, relax. <laughs> 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 relax. You was doing so good. But yeah, I don't. I don't think. I think. I just think everybody needs to sit down with themselves and be honest about what is patriarchy and what isn't. Because it isn't patriarchal for me to understand who I am and enjoy doing the things I mm-hmm. do. I would I th- I that's such a great point cuz I feel like patriarchy is it's it's not patriarchy if it just like you said if it makes sense. If you are 63 and I can't reach some shit, yo, can you get that for me please? Like it just yeah. it yes, yeah, some things make sense. And also I think patriarchy comes into play when it's demanded of you because of your sex. Or it's assumed or it's assumed or it's it's weaponized, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of people suffer under patriarchy. And so you're right. Some stuff, I think that we have these buzzwords now. And we definitely overuse them. Um, and folks don't read. Because <laughs> if you just pick up a book and comprehend what's actually being said, a lot of these... Um, What's, what's the term people use? Gender wars, conversation, it would never happen. But people want to be salacious. People want to be uh, attention-grabbing. People want to play, do that emotional marketing, emotional outrage marketing thing, which doesn't help us at all. But it also says something about us because that's what you got, you were hinting at before is that's what we like. That's what grabs our attention. Mm-hmm. So, And that's by design to, again, we're not, we're not going hotel. down the hotel. We're not doing Come on, it. Hotel. <laughs> they try to tear the black family down. Amen. I mean, Let me ask you a question. A couple questions. How do you define manhood? How do you define womanhood if you do it all? Um, I would say I leave it up to the individual because my version of a man is... What's your it may version be, of a man? Um, to be loving, to be kind to be assertive, to be a leader and also a follower a follower and knowing um knowing when to do both, having situational awareness, having the ability to protect not just physically but emotionally. Because you can there's been a lot of situations where I've protected people from themselves and from their own emotions and their own demise. And that's a that's a level of protection that that goes into being a man, well, my version of being a man, that I don't think gets discussed as much. Um, also being able to have foresight, foresight into what's going to happen. Also understanding when God is talking to me and what my fears and emotions are, because those are, that is not the same thing. Um, being able to express myself. I wear more purple, pink, yellow <laughs> than a lot of men do. Like just fuchsia, 
um, just all the colors. And I feel like before the past five, five or 600 years or so, Black men were allowed, or just men in general, were allowed to be much more expressive. But because of colonization and the uptick in patriarchy and all these systems that are harmful, that's been ripped away from us. But if you look at Africa and South America and all these places, and America, really, because we was here before everybody else, another whole tip. tip. But um, if you look at all those cultures, those men were expressive. Half of them didn't even have this whole um, gender, like gender norm mm -hmm. that we adhere to now. Yeah, like the there binary. wasn't, oh, man, woman. Yeah, the binary, like the man and the woman. No, there was, you're just a being. Who do you like? Who do you want to be with? Go be with that person. If y'all reproduce, okay. If y'all don't reproduce, okay. Mm -hmm. It's It was fine. Hmm. So that's my loose definition. How, how, um, and I don't want this to be an interview. So you, I, you had questions, child, ask them, but I, I will ask you, cause I think I've asked you this before. I think mm. I can't remember, but, um, curious to know in your experience, and it sounds like your mother was, is an incredible woman. She um, is. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. She knows who she is. Um, mm. how, what, what? What do you need? Because you're not going to talk for all men, but what do you need or your from women, from the women in your life? How could we show up as better people to you? Um, well, the women in my life already show up as great. I, I wouldn't ask of anything else. But what they do is they just allow me to be. Mm. If I want to wear a yellow shirt or a pink shirt, whatever color, every day of the week, they're going to be like, oh, boy, you're looking good. I like I like that color on you. And then keep it pushing. Or, and they, they allow me to express myself emotionally. Because at the darkest times of my life, which some of the darkest times of my life, which have been the past three years since my dad passed, um, they allow me to cry. They allow me to be. They allow me to be fearful. Because... I experienced a version of myself that I had never seen before. I was anxious. I was afraid. I was, I didn't know which way to go. It's like I was floating in the abyss. And I kept asking myself, where in the hell is my dad? Because I couldn't find him. And I had all of my women friends allow me to cry on their couch, cry on their shoulder, like just be and come pick me up, take me to go eat and come back home. Like it's so... It's so simple, right? It sounds so simple. But then again, because of the way my mother is and has always been, I can only attract a certain type of woman to be close to me mm. intimately, even if it's not sexually. Do you have a lot of female friends? Mm-hmm. And you always have? I, yeah, I always. I, I just get along with women. I think that's so dope. I don't know a lot of men that... My ex had a lot of female friends, and that was like the first ex that... Maybe that's not true. A lot of them did, but I always respect and admire men that, you know, just have platonic uh, female friends. I think that's a good sign. Yeah, because, look, if there's no sex on the table or no potential for sex, you it's really like a brother-sister relationship. Mm -hmm. And my women friends put me on game. They be telling me when women be trying to play me or do me wrong. <laughs> They're like, no, nah, no, nah, bro. Uh-uh, she's trying to run that on me. <laughs> Like they'll let, they'll let you know. 
And I appreciate it. And I tell them the same thing. Like, no, uh, that man run a game yeah. on you. Get out your feelings. Yeah. He ain't he ain't the one. Yeah. Hmm. So with the with the Jadena, with the Jadena clips that we played, there was one in particular where he talks about um men the relationships that men have with men, right? And I and I what I find is like a lot of men that I talk to who are similar to you, not a lot, I don't know a lot, but the handful that I do know, they have a ton of female women friends, non-binary friends as well. Mm-hmm. And and they're actively working with their male friends to get a, get a little more comfortable, get a little more intimate get a little more close, a little more tender if they're not there already. And Jadena, it was interesting because the he brought up this idea that was new to, to me where he's like, well, men, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but men can be attracted to other men and it's not sexual or men can can look at another man and be like, that's a, that's a handsome man. The way, the same way. And it made so much sense when I thought about how I will say to Shanti, girl, you're just whatever is sitting or, Oh, you baddest. Like I can say that to her. Like you look sexy. Oh, like whatever. But I don't know that men are doing that with one another. And I, and if I'm going to be vulnerable, I don't know if I want them to. Which is some deep seated shit in me that I'm yeah. working through. That I'm, gonna, like, I'm gonna ask you a question about that in a minute, but go ahead. All right, well, ask your question. Whatever, Shanti, well, I answer it too. Oh, don't don't <laughs> me, no, no, uh-uh, hold on, don't whatever. I said, hold on. What? Well, I I can assure you one thousand percent that I do that with my friends. Like, how do you do we it? All... What does it sound like? Okay, so. <laughs> And this is with gay friends, um, non-binary friends, um, bisexual, whatever. Like, I actually did it yesterday. We were at the gym, and my my gym partner, the one that I that I work out with, our partner workouts. I told him, "Hey, boy, I see you. You looking good doing them squats. I see you paying off." And then I'll tell him, "Boy, put some more weight on there, though." And he'd be like, "You know what? You're right. And thank you." And then, like, sometimes it'll get, like, really um, emotional because men do not get, well, a lot of times men don't get those compliments. Like, because, mm. like, with women, like, y'all give each other compliments all the time. Yeah. But when men get them, it's like, bro, I've really been trying. Like, or somebody say, oh, you lost weight. Or, boy, you, um, the shirt look good on you now. Like, it's, it's, it means so much just to hear that from a man's voice. Cause it, it feels so genuine. Cause as a man, there's like a, it's like a unwritten understanding that we have of how life is for us. Cause nobody knows except us. It's like for women, nobody knows how y'all exist except for y'all. But when we're vocal about it is what's so beautiful. Um, also with just my, my brothers or my cousins and stuff, we'll just be around talking like, Hey bro, like I know you went through that last year, but, I see you. I see you smiling again, bro. I'm happy to see you smiling again. Or, hey, like that girl did you dirty, but look at you. You still got them rolling in. You're going to get you another good one. Don't worry about it. Like it's 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 beautiful. Like and I do this all the time and we and we talk shit to each other, too. Like, don't get it confused. Like it's still 
half half the time we know how to compliment each other and take it half the time we don't but roasting is a love language too yeah like if i'm not really aggressive with you as as one of my male friends and we're not really friends like if i if i if i call you by your actual name your government i'm you're not really my dog for real hmm. that but see, back that to, feels good that doesn't bother yeah me. it does <laughs> So At what, all. That, that, so I'm cheesing over here. It's the sparkle like, in the oh. eye part that got you fucked up on, with the Jadena one, huh? It was, it was no, the, it was just like the way that you wear your mascara makes your eyes sparkle under the <laughs> moonlight. And I was like, <laughs> reciting prose to one another? I don't even think I want to hear that about myself. So maybe that's it. I don't know. It was just whack I, delivery. I, I have to sit back. I have to examine that. Because I, I said on the episode... If you don't present a certain way, I don't know if I'm as open to that. And that disappointed me about myself. Really so what did. do you mean by present a certain way? I mean, I, I was thinking about a gentleman. Again, I said it, there was a gentleman in my life who's six. He was six. He is six, three shoulders back, brown, beautiful Dominican man. Just prowess. And he would. He the way he engaged with his male friends was so beautiful. He would just be like, "Yo, bro, you look really good. Like you, you've really been working out. I see it, mm-hmm, bro. Mm-hmm. Look at your shoulders. Like he would say, like, look. <laughs> I'll never forget him. Like, look at your shoulders. Like your traps are coming in. Let me see. Stand up. And I was like, holy shit. Like I, I had not seen that, and I, I'd never questioned any sexuality from him at all. Now, I don't. I actually don't know how I would respond if he didn't have that prowess and he didn't feel like such a quote unquote man. You might me. question him. I hope not. I don't know, but I hope not. But I'm self-aware I, enough to ask. Can I say myself. something though? Yeah. I think <laughs> I think it's so interesting how um how self-expression is can be such an issue. Well, self-expression in men can be such an issue because I feel like a lot of the time it's not even us that be tripping. It'd be the women because a lot of us are, uh, those of us that are heterosexual, we care about the opinions of women. Mm -hmm. So if the women think you soft or you lame or you not manly enough, whatever stupid norms we have, then that takes away your chances of being with a woman. And there's so much... There's so much pressure on us as as uh, as cis hetero men to just get the woman, treat her right, go sit down. Like that's there's so much that goes into that that I don't think a lot of y'all understand. And if the women don't like you, if the women don't think you him or whatever, they don't think you got it, um, then it can lead to depression. It can lead to um emotional issues and it can lead to suicide which if y'all aren't aware suicide rates are incredibly high in men because of and this is one of the factors the lack of acceptance that's what the root of it is because of who i am because of this the way that i exist i've noticed that a lot of women are not accepting accepting of that Hmm. like you asked me earlier am i aware that the way I carry myself, the way I engage emotionally is unique. Yes, I'm painfully aware, like I said, because it's led to me being mishandled Hmm. emotionally and 
physically in relationships. That's why I'm part of the reason why I'm single now, mm. because I don't I don't have the capacity to be mishandled by anyone, mm. especially when I'm I'm going to do everything in my power not to do that to someone else. Mishandled but or rejected? I can say, what do you What do you mean by What do you mean? Mishandled. Mishandled. No, I said I used that word intentionally. What do you mean by that? Because, well, mishandled. It's it's kind of like a plant, right? Well, we all are plants. We just walk around. Um, so you have to water a plant, right? You have to speak love into that plant, right? But if you don't do either of those things, what happens to that plant? If you mishandle that plant, what happens? You don't speak love to it. You don't give it light. You don't water it. What will happen? The plant will die. Mm -hmm. So same concept. If I'm for me specific, for me specifically, if I'm engaged in romantically with a woman, if I'm not loved on, if I'm not touched on, if I'm not catered to, if I'm not, if life isn't spoken to me by that woman, spoken into me by that woman, then I'm not going to feel like I belong, like I'm accepted, like I'm loved. That's mishandling. Hmm. That's not rejection. Rejection is different. And and we all got to deal with that. Everybody don't want me. It's like everybody don't want y'all. But and everybody has to everybody has to deal with that and accept that. And that's fine. But to me, as much as it takes for someone to get intimately close to me romantically, and trust me, it does take a lot, um, to do all that work and to mishandle me is not something that I want to go through or that I want to put someone else through. So that's why I said I'm, I don't have time to be mishandled. Does that make so more sense So mishandled kind of equates to ne- neglect? Does it? I wouldn't, it... I wouldn't. Go ahead. Go ahead. I wouldn't say neglect either. I said just incapable of engaging with with someone like me. Hmm. Because how do you know how? Because example, how how? Well, I ask you to. Would you, if you two were to engage with a man like me, based off this conversation so far, would you know how to handle it? Would you would you sabotage it? Would you embrace it? Do you feel like you had the capacity to as yourselves who you are right now? Shanti? I think, um, I think that with your emotional intelligence and maturity, and I've been with men with high emotional intelligence and maturity. I've been with, men similar to you um Mm -hmm. they're still they're the tenderest parts and the hardest parts and the difficulty of being an intimate relationship is inevitable and um i don't know what it's like to be in close relationship with you so i i can't answer that question but i don't think i would assume and I definitely am not ever going to go into relationships assuming that it's guaranteed ease maybe I won't have to deal with the same power dynamics or immaturity or you know um basic ass behavior but I think the inevitable um pain of being seen of of 
seeing somebody if when you're in a close relationship is is it's just going to happen and i don't know if it's mishandling feels like in it, there's this consciousness intention. or intention i don't i don't know mm. um but i think that and i don't know i don't know what your relationships were in the past but i think i don't think that books or understanding power systems or structures um even if you have the tools it takes a lot of practice to like be in relationship and to not fumble and to not hurt and to get back up and to um to untangle the entanglements that are inevitable inevitably happen so and that's really hard and it's really painful and it's really mm-hmm. fantastic at the same time and it's it's you know it's the the best part of being a really the only way to really in my opinion unravel and to dismantle and to be in practice of those that resistance of patriarchy and all the isms is in relationship to me it only happens Mm -hmm. in relationship because that's where the tests come up. That's where the little, it's in the little power plays. It's in the very, very small details where you're like, yo, I resent this nigga right now. I'm expecting this thing from this man and he's revealing his most honest feelings to me. And I'm like, I resent him for it, which then makes me sit with like, oh, what am I carrying? What's really good? What's really good with me? Um, Cause well, yeah, when a man r- starts expressing himself and t- saying how he feels and resists um, so much of the roles that you ex- that you unintentionally assume, yeah, it, it shit gets real. It gets really real, child. So maybe I mishandle you, Leo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to answer your question, maybe, maybe not. Maybe we would be, you know. Uh, or a man like you, not you specifically, but you know, um, it's 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 tender, difficult work, but it's it's the most important work. I agree with you. It is, and I don't want to say this. I th- I appreciate your honesty and your vulnerability in that and that answer. First of all, and second, what I say is spoken from my own experiences and the experiences of men like me in my close circle. So there's, and and you're right, there's the conversations to be had, the openness, the understanding of self. But again, how do you, again, this is for y'all, anyone listening, how do you actually interact with men that make you feel comfortable and safe and seen and loved? And there's not anything for you to worry about. You can be your most vulnerable, ugly self and bring out those ugly pieces those beautiful pieces all of them of yourself and not have to worry about being judged or harmed how many women have actually experienced that environment that was going to be what i that was going to be my comment is i don't know that i i also know men i might not have been with them might have attempted but i know men who well read they know all the bell hooks they they know the words they 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 are 
facilitating the lectures, but they don't put it into practice. And so, um, or that, or at least didn't with me, I don't know. So I don't know that I, that I have experienced that. And also I, I find, or that I have found is that uh, some of the men that had all of this information weaponized it. They didn't use their powers Mm -hmm. for good. It was a way to like lure me in and then kind of like warp my mind. That was younger me, but it was still, it was still like, I I don't know this safety with any Mm -hmm. man. And that's, that's the thing. Do, do, how many people actually know safety with men? That's the first question. That's a low percentage, sadly. And I'm not, and I'll say this as a man, as a man that deals with people that have been convicted in my own family, in my own friend groups, um, just men that have had to deal with men on every level. Where's the trust? And we're also conditioned largely not to trust men. As men, I'm speaking only about men first. Then we get into every other group. How do men treat these other groups collectively? What's everybody's experiences, which they're all different. And then the question is, well, for the ones like myself that were raised this way, how how are our feelings and desires and wants considered in these conversations? Because yeah, like you said, a lot of, like yourself, you haven't experienced that, but that's not, and no disrespect at all, but that's not my issue. That's a you issue. Mm-hmm. But if we're hypothetically, if if you and I are to engage, I need to feel safe too. Yeah, just like you do, because there's only so many. There's you're gonna get a lower vibrational version of me if I'm not safe. You're gonna get the highest free flowing loving version of me. That's if everybody that's reciprocated. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's everybody. But I think for. Go ahead, Shanti. But doesn't that take time? Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that is what being in relationship is. I, I don't, again, I don't expect, I don't expect, um, it's not that I don't expect safety, but I don't, I think that that's something that, that happens and deepens and evolves in a relationship. I don't know if that's the... Mm-hmm the yeah you know so if it's not there in the beginning right like if you have your guard up or you're coming with your past traumas it's the like the untangling together it's like oh I see you're scared you don't need to be or and vice versa it just goes back where this you're constantly this person is a hopefully a safe mirror for you to see yourself right and they're not they're not um rejecting you or, or projecting their shit onto you so that you guys can th- through each other and with each other you slowly unravel and you slowly take down your armor and it deepens and then this real this trust and this safety develops so i guess i say i don't know that i ex- i expect all men men or that men i automatically think men aren't capable of of doing that when I know for yeah. myself, that's my, like, I'm not even capable of doing that all the way. Like, that's, that's, I want to be in practice with somebody in doing that. 
you know it's less of like a gendered thing for me and more just like a human mm -hmm. thing like i do antoinette are in relationship doing the same thing as the same gendered you know people like we're in play of like seeing ourselves deepening. through each other and deepening and learning to trust and learning how to love and forever ever till wheels fall off you know yeah and gender and the gender separation is something that we do because in reality a lot of our communities a lot of our people like when we grow up in these houses and we see these situations we all receive that information differently like if you have three Say there are three children growing up in a house and it's like a toxic relationship with the mom and dad. They're always fight, fighting and arguing and patriarchy is hella relevant in there. Um, if you have a boy, he's going to receive that information one way and the girl is going to receive that information another way. Because, oh, this is mom and this is dad. I'm a reflection of them. I'm like them in a lot of ways. Is this how I should react in a situation? Is this how this what love should feel like? This is there's a lot of conditioning and understanding of self that goes into watching our caregivers, whether that's your actual parents, um, mom, mom, dad, dad, non-binary across the board, whoever. Like who how are these people treating each other? How do they engage with each other? And that that goes back to what I was saying earlier about understanding who we are and why we are the way we are and how that comes from watching our parents. Now, my my parents are unique in my family. You go to uncle, completely different situation. I got cousins that you wouldn't even think we're in the same family. But, yeah. but because of the intentionality and the time and the patience my parents had, it that that produces me. But, right. but for Mashanti, to add on to what you were saying, I just think, yes, these things take time. And yes, people have like a relationship is kind of like putting a mirror up to someone. But what's the reaction when you see yourself in that mirror? What if you haven't had to ever look at yourself? A lot of people don't even look at themselves until they absolutely have to, either because they're oblivious to their actions and behaviors and how it's affected themselves and others, or just because they're afraid well, like, see, or any other reason. I think that's more the person that I would probably shy away from because mm -hmm. I don't have, I don't have it in me to be in relationship with folks who've never looked in the mirror. Mm -hmm. That's across gender. I don't have it. I ain't got it. If you can't, if, if you can't see yourself a, even a little bit, then what are we doing? It's just, mm. yeah. So I don't know. I, I would have to think about what you were saying. I, I think for me, I'm, I am open in a way to, I'm very open, not in a way I'm open to being met with safety. Hella. I just ain't meet. I just ain't find a safe space yet. Mm -hmm. I think I provide it. I think. You do, okay. because I'm I'm talking to you right now. Well, both of y'all right now. If you weren't a, if you two didn't provide a safe space, I would have never agreed to speak to you all today. I wouldn't even listen to your podcast. Damn. Well, shout out to us then. High five. Yeah, shout out to y'all. 
<laughs> do you have, it's, uh, we're going to wrap soon, but do you, I know that you had some questions. Do you have anything else? Any other questions? Cause this, thank you for this conversation. It's valuable. It's valuable to just not hear people go back and forth and play the blame game. No, I don't, I don't like all that. Cause it's, it's, it's not productive and I move from a place of love and I love people way too much to let me hear argue with somebody <laughs> and not get to the, um, to the root of an issue. Don't don't talk to me about no symptoms and no byproducts. Talk to me about what's really going on. Otherwise, don't talk to me. <laughs> the Southern, the way that you're, I, I appreciate it so much because you just like, you can, anyway, it doesn't matter. But like, you will have like all of this very thoughtfulness and then you, and then you just, you, you know, get real curt on the other ones. Like when the countryism oh, yeah. come out, you like, yeah, don't. Don't talk to me. If you ain't about it. You ain't about yeah. it. Shut up. It's like, oh, I mean, okay. You got to be able to do both. <laughs> and and the, duality the reality is, the is and the reality is like, I am at the core of me. I will always be a black man from a small town in South Texas. <laughs> so that will never leave me. But I've read this book. Okay. You got to say what book, book it is now. You got to say what it is now. This is an audio uh, show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've I've read The Will to Change by Bell Hooks. I've read books by James Baldwin, Begin Again. I've read I've read Re Real Cool by Bell Hooks. I've read All About Love by Bell Hooks. So I cannot read those books and not have the language. Mm-hmm. And Antoinette, you said something interesting earlier too. You you said you've engaged with men that have the language and read the books. Mm-hmm. But I started this is my life. I just live this way. I've only been able in recent years had this articulation in his language. Mm. So it's kind of like I started the other way. I think that's the best way. Mm. <laughs> Cause if you got the so language <laughs> and you ain't putting it in practice, it's tricky. Tricky. It's like, you know, you know what you got to do, but you ain't doing it. Mm. And you, and then when you got that language and you know, you can manipulate with it. Tricky. Then you baby. A child. If then you Jadena and you a whole bunch of other people <laughs> I can name that I won't. No, nah, don't so. don't be messy. Nah, we doing good. Don't be nah, messy. No, I ain't gonna be messy. Not yet. Anyway. No, um, I, the one well, one question I have is, how do y'all feel? How do y'all feel y'all can be of better service and help to just men in general? <laughs> Look at both of us like ding 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 ding. I don't know what else I ever, I don't know what else I could do now. I get in trouble and I be fighting for my life sometimes in these fucking comments. Yeah. I don't like how they be doing you um, <laughs> over here or I don't see the thing is when you go over there. I don't like how they be doing you. No, they, I think that people just have a difference of opinion. And I think that um, not everybody always wants to hear the, the immediate response be, well, but have you thought like people be like, yo, can you just agree real fast? Can we just, can we just feel how we feel real quick? And I get that too. Um, you know, what's interesting about that though? What? This is not meant for argument, but we give women that, that grace all the time, but we don't have that same grace for men. Like, have you, cause in, in situations, a lot of times, the conversation will go, oh, this this woman did something. Well, have you thought about these reasons, X, X, Y, and Z? And nothing gets said. But then in turn, when it's a man doing something that's terrible or that we don't understand, I should say, 
there's there's really the consideration of the why behind it. Well, we can't talk about that without talking about the power dynamics. And part of mm-hmm. that, part part of the grace that people have for women is because they are not at the top of the totem pole. So mm-hmm. you, we'd be remiss not to acknowledge that and say that is why oftentimes, you know, people don't feel like women have as much accountability or are required to have as much accountability because they get in the short end of the stick, especially black women. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the most powerful things that I ever heard, that, no, it's not. That's fucking ridiculous for me to say. But a really dope thing that I heard was <laughs> from Erica Badu. And they were asking her, like, what do you do to men? Like, they say, don't look in your eyes. Don't this. Like, it, are you giving them healing baths? Like, they were just running down a list of all of the things that they thought she did. And she said, I listened to them. And that was it. And I was, and I sat back and thought, hmm. But it's, uh, uh, the more and more men that get behind these podcast mics, the more my ears be bleeding, if I'm being honest. But even then I listen to try to identify what the hell is wrong with them and why, who hurt you? Are you okay, Joe? But like, I can't listen. Can we, I can't deal with it. Can we start a petition to take away podcast mics from everyone that is just hurt and spewing hurt rhetoric? But that's all uh, of us. I'm done with it. That's all of us. No, though. no. But some people's some people's platforms are strictly. Oh, we're gonna get on here. We're gonna tear up the girls today. We're gonna tear the boys up today. Like, yeah. What? Why? For what? Y'all, y'all ain't got no love in real life. Y'all ain't cool in real life. Like y'all just, y'all just be on here talking. No shade to anyone specifically, but I think that a lot of people don't have it in real life. I, I, I listen to people talk, and it's, and then I'll shut up. I, I, I've been engaging with a lot more people. Like I've been like trying to go on dates, and my best friends come up on update. They come up in conversation. And when I describe the relationship that I have with my best friends to the men on these dates, it's met with such cynicism. And they're like, you are so naive. Yeah, yes, that's not how you, like, you don't think any of your girls would ever do. Like, I literally had a man ask me if I ever thought one of my girlfriends would sleep with my partner because it happened to him. One of his boys slept with his girl. And I was like, there's no way in hell because I don't understand these very, these, these strange and shallow relationships that other people are calling friendship. Like we're doing real work and we are like, we are bonded in a way that feels otherworldly. God is in these relationships with us. And I don't Mm. know that people really feel that. And so I don't know that people have the capacity to get on a mic and, and, and radiate love when they, they don't feel it. Hmm. Oh yeah. Cause it wouldn't be authentic. People listen to us and half the time we be wrong. We don't be knowing what we talk about, especially we talk about pop culture, but they love us because we love each other. And people feel You can tell. That. Yeah. Well, how about this? We just promote all um, 
male podcast that I led with love. How about that? How about I start one? Hell, there you go. <laughs> come on, Leo. Another motherfucker. Oh. No, what's his name? I like that one guy. What's his name? I love him, Jason something or other, the black man that be um doing the the uh the stuff with the kids, mm. and he's he tries to help the children control their emotions through like karate. Oh, what is his oh, name? I have his book, Jason Wilson. Yes, come on, Jason. He has love. two books. I yes. love him. Cry, cry like a man. Yeah, and then battle cry. Both of his books. Yes. Also, let's talk, bruh. That was another podcast they stopped recently, but they—they're out there. They just don't get as much of the love. That's all. Mm-hmm. They're out. There. Yeah, I'll be listening to some. But hold on, Shanti, you ain't getting away. What's this? Jason? In what ways can you? Uh, Jason Wilson is his name. You've seen him. He the older guy. Yeah. Little oh, older handsome man. On it. Oh yes. Look at her. Mm-hmm. Look at her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. That's not how I think, Leo. I'm sorry. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't. I don't feel. In my relationships that I have, the the relationships that I um, have currently with men, I don't feel as upset or bothered as I feel like the co- collective cacophony is around it. I feel like I have been invited to do better with myself. Mm. And I think that that's what I, um, that's the how, that's that's what I can do is I can, all, all I can do is be responsible for the ways that I project my shit onto men. And I know I'm responsible, I know I do that. Um, and yeah, so that I can actually be in relationship. Actually, you know, uh, get to know them, grow, listen. It's hard to listen. It's hard to get to know. It's hard to deepen if you, if you're just projecting your stuff onto them all the time. So I guess my main responsibility is to, yeah, be accountable to my, to my shit. But I, I feel hopeful. That. I do. I feel hopeful. You don't have trash men around. I you really you don't. Been, you ain't been dating. That's why I don't have trash. I haven't no, dated that trash. Wait till you start dating. I don't do know. I don't know. Don't do that. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I hope. I hope Antoinette's uh, perspective is not widespread. What? What's her perspective? Oh, that men are trash. Date. There's trash dates out there. Yeah. There are a I lot mean, of trash dates out there, but there's a lot of great men as well. But there's a lot. There's a lot. I've been out here, Leo. <laughs> Thirty-six-year-old woman. I've been single for eight years. It's a lot of them. That's like, what did you just say? Huh? Oh, you've been out for a little while. I've been outside, and I've wanted to be in. Somebody get me inside. Put that girl in the house. Get her in the house. <laughs> and to the point where I don't even really be outside. I just came, crept back out, and now I'm about to come back in again. But it, it it's it. I will say that some of the conversations that I have some of the experiences that I've had have are very disheartening and I'm just like damn uh, how, how how we gonna get it together y'all and I still love y'all but how we gonna get it together collectively yeah. but anyway well I'm trying as much as I can I don't know Good. if keep, I'm around the men keep there, recruiting but... the book club now the book keep, what's it called keep one more again 
The men's <laughs> right the men's now is the men's club. meetup. <laughs> the men's it's so meetup. basic. I need some help with the men's book club. <laughs> That's gonna be hard. The men's meetup book club. <laughs> you gotta oh get God. specific. You gotta say at least in South Texas or something. Now, the men's book club in South Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tell your friends to pull up. Wait. So listen. Leo, before you tell everybody where they could follow you, because I'm sure there's going to be a, a cacophony of little around the way curls listeners. I don't know where I heard that today, but I heard it. Um, just being like, I wonder who he is. All my South mm. Texan ladies. Texas lit, I hear. All the young players from the South. Yeah. You heard him? You heard it? But before you do that, before we, we give them your, all your information so they can go slide in your DM. You got to do our rapid fire questions. Ah! Let's do it. Wait, hold on. Slide in a DM, girl. Uh, Leo, wait. Go- <laughs> Leo is like, I am not open. T- <laughs> uh-uh. No. Leo, how you no. want to be approached? How you want to be approached? This is a community. They could say, I really enjoyed yeah, your like episode. How- I would love to get and to know What you is more. actually is the that, way that, that you want to be approached? Or I would love to join your book club. It could be gentlemen. Leo, what's or, your sign? Number one, what's your mm-hmm. sign? What's your astrological Antoinette, sign? Antoinette, I saw. You don't trust anybody. Quick. Antoinette, I saw um, how that that live went last time. No, that was one it, person cutting up. Is she funny? No, nah, nah, it was it was more than one. Don't do that. <laughs> they won't do that. All right, y'all. Playing. Wait, you can't. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't can't right. brush it I, off now, look, Shotzi. I do not want to be objectified. <laughs> You're not gonna be objectified. Ladies, if you enjoy no, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. if you enjoy what Leo had to say, you'd like to build and deepen, if you have good intentions <laughs> and will provide a safe space, that is the only that is the only rationale to use to reach out to him. Do not waste his time. Talk about come mow my lawn. Excuse me? Come build me something. He say like y'all yard work. And come engineer something on over here. Don't do it. It's inappropriate. Okay? I'm single, but I'm selective. Let's keep that in mind. Oh, put it on a t-shirt. All right. So let's do the rapid fire real quick. Bang, bang. Shanti, set it up. Leo, you have one, you have two seconds to answer these questions. You cannot ask questions. You cannot justify. You just... Pick one or the other. You can't do both. Oh, the, oh let me get my uh, seat together then. Hold on. Ready? Yeah, let's go. Malcolm or Martin? Uh, Martin. Generational wealth or familial happiness? Generational wealth. Jay or Nas? I don't know either the catalogs very well. Mac or Next. Sephora? Uh, Sephora. Palestine or Israel? Uh, I don't know enough. Next. In the light or in the dark? Uh, in the dark. Prince or Michael? Prince. Sweet or savory? Savory. Marriage or long-term commitment? Long-term commitment. Trader Joe's or Whole Foods? Oh, <laughs> Trader Joe's. Voodoo or brown sugar? Brown sugar. Family or career? Family. A seat at the table or lemonade? Ooh. Lemonade. Nikki or Cardi? Oh, quick. Cardi. Jalof or rice and peas? Oh, Jalof, girl. Missionary <laughs> or doggy style? 
Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. <Dog. laughs> Protection or Big pull out dog. in prayer? Wait, say it again. Protection or pull out in prayer? Sorry. <laughs> Quick. Protection. Protection. Is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it one mic? Both of them. That's not how this works. J- uh, Love Jones or Jason's Lyric? Uh, Jason's Lyric. Lisa Bonet or Nia Long? Nia. <laughs> Nia. Bell Hooks hey. or Audrey Lord? Oh, that's not fair. Bell Hooks, though. Bell Hooks. Though. Nuck if you buck or Annie up? Nuck if you buck. Make your girl a plate or have her get her own? Uh, I'll make it for her. Three Six Mafia or Outcast? Three Six. Rihanna or Beyonce? Re. Biggie or Pac? Oh, Biggie. Got a rep for the big boys. Erica or Jill? <laughs> Erica. Brandy or Monica? Monica. Read the book or watch the movie? I can't do both. Uh, read the book. Tony Morrison or Alice Walker? Tony. Sundress or sweatpants? Oh, sundress. That should be Toni Morrison or Maya Angelou. That's that would be better. Probably. Um, SWV or Escape. SWV. Flats or drums. I don't eat meat. Wow, what a time to be alive. Cardi B. What I say? Cardi B or Megan Thee Stallion? What? What? Oh, Megan. We rap in Texas. Travel back in time. Travel forward in time. Oh. Travel back. Buy stocks or buy flights? Flights. Prove your point or pray for peace? Pray for peace. Fun in your 20s or the wisdom of your 30s? Wisdom. And finally, love and light or money and clits? Apologies. That's inappropriate. What? Wait, what was that? <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous. No, <laughs> say Can you tell? What you nervous for? Like, what you nervous for? Go ahead, girl. Go say both of them. Girl. You said our tagline used to be love and light or money and dicks, but I changed it to money and clits for you. So is it love and light or is it money and clits? I want all that. <laughs> That's not okay. Thank That's you, Leo. Answer. You That's did not follow the ladies. He doesn't follow directions well. Um, where can let where me can people... be disobedient? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, <laughs> see. Where can they follow you? Uh, you can follow me on TikTok and on Instagram at Mind of McAfee Jr. Spell it M I N D O F M C A F E E. And that is, is that how they can find the book club? Yes, you can find <laughs> book club information. I also have um, a bunch of clips from just different topics, interviews, uh, I do juicing as well. Actually, it's one of my juices right here. I thought that was a cocktail. <laughs> I don't. I don't drink. Oh um, God! <laughs> so yeah, I have juice recipes, some men's mental health stuff, mental health in general. Um, yeah, come follow me. Come see what's happening over there. See what's happening. Leo, thank you so very much for your continued support, and also just oh, also just having you on the podcast. Oh, I thought she did. She said bye. No. Anyway, I was trying to prep for the next thing. It doesn't matter. And she's trying to get me off of here. No, I was. Tr- I turned I'll on leave. the speaker and the speaker connected to this instead hey. of my phone. It just got very nervous. I, You know, if you want me to go, I'll just leave. That's <laughs> not it, Leo. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Leo. We appreciate you.
Thank you for your insight. Thank you for your time. Eloquence, Thank you for your yes. the safety yeah. that you provided in All this that. conversation. All your that. intention. A king. In the last Dang, minute, baby. yes, because I ain't reach out to you until like Monday or something or Tuesday, maybe. So thank you. Yes, ma'am. No problem. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. All right. Y'all too. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. <laughs>